Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, Tim. How's it going? Hey, going good, Chad. How about you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm just excited that, uh, you know, we got that last win, went into Mizzou, handled business, did did what we needed to do, got that win, and uh, now we get to go to a bowl game. And it's just, you know, I mean, we already knew we was going to a bowl game, but now we get to go to a really... A really good ball game, I felt like. I, I think it's going to be a year for us where we get a excellent Florida ball game. Yeah, I do too. Finish at eight and four, just like we were hoping, like we were predicting before the start of the year. We felt, you know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, six and six would be a heck of a heck of a season." Mm-hmm. You know, five and seven would be, you know, an improvement. And no, he felt with the schedule, this team was good enough. I mean, we saw it the other day, 29 seniors they honored on senior day. So this mm-hmm. was a team that should be should be 8-4, and four, and it was a – the season's not over. I'm looking forward to getting that ninth win, and I, I think you're right, the a Florida Bowl game mm-hmm. that we deserve, and it's, it's an exciting time. I feel, uh, feel like we deserve it in a solid year thus far. How exciting is it this is exactly what we predicted? We predicted the 8-4 and four season. At the beginning of the year. Now, granted, a couple things went a little bit differently than we thought. A couple te- teams beat us that we thought we would beat. But it's still, I mean, we got pretty close. And that's pretty wild to think about, honestly. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i sure we picked Alabama and Georgia to win. And I'm not sure from there. Maybe LSU because it was at Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Maybe that one is a loss. You know, um, Ole Miss and Auburn maybe toss ups on. I think we probably at least predicted getting one of those. Mm-hmm. But but a solid year. I mean, just a, absolutely. Uh, it was good. And I, I'm I'm satisfied. I, we were sitting at uh, going into that bye week. You know, after losing to Georgia, Ole Miss, Auburn, three in a row, and having yeah. some just looking dog tired versus Auburn, and then just you know just kind of sleepwalking versus UAPB because it's kind of just which all you can do before that bye week. Exactly. And then to turn off and, and rattle off, uh, you know, three out of four or four out of five to close the season. Exactly. You know, and I, I think that it's a, you know, it's an opportunity for us to go in here and win this bowl game. I think that's important that we get a bowl game win. Uh, it gives us the opportunity to practice. 
And that practice allows us to develop a little bit yep. more than we would if we didn't make a bowl game. We had to end practice and stop. And mm. that, you know, that's really going to be imperative uh, with some of the players we're losing and so on and so forth. You got to think, you know, you got several defensive players you're losing because they're, they're senior now. You know, you got, um, you got uh, guys that are maybe going to the NFL, you know, and, and it's just like, goodness you might have to reload next year you know um so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough uh but i think you know you got backups that can step up i think we're gonna see that i think you're gonna see you know somebody come in i mean you remember back whenever bumper pool was first coming in and when we said hey watch this guy you know and he wasn't on the radar yet you know and he, and he kind of blew up you know you're gonna see that from some young guys they're going to come in and do that. And then, you know, I also think, you know, Pittman's really good uh, in the portal. So I think he pulls in some guys to fill those gaps. I think that'll be exciting. Um, I think he attacks that uh, that portal kind of like our basketball coach does, if you ask me. And he really pulls a lot of, a lot of really good talent out of there and guys that fit the team well when they come in and feels like they're, they're, they're team players, you know. Like they have been with the team for some time when they haven't, and that's that's pretty impressive. And we've seen that, you know, this year. So you'll see that next year and carry on. Um, so you know, you got those two avenues, and that's the second avenue we didn't have before. And then you got to also think about the likeness deals and stuff, you know, with Walmart being up there, uh, and now all those corporations that are up there in Bentonville and stuff. I would think that would start coming to fruition, you know, pretty soon on uh on some top talent to bring some top talent into you know arkansas you know oregon's gonna be doing it you know nike's gonna be doing it so let's let's go ahead and do it with the waltons you know yeah we need to spend that money for those nils and help these recruiting classes get even better uh, like you're talking about bumper pool kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people i mean so did hayden henry and grant morgan who mm-hmm. two seniors were losing they were walk-ons yeah. So what's what's to say we're not going to find another? I'm not even talking about finding walk-ons off there. Well, who's well, who's to say we don't have a backup that's going to get like you're saying the extra bowl practices that yeah. just haven't had the uh, the game experience because we have mm-hmm. three seniors that are linebackers. So there's no there's no saying just because those guys leave we're just going to have a huge drop off. Uh, but right. what you're talking about those extra practices are going to be so big. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and just keeping. I mean, keeping those linebackers, senior linebackers fresh for that bowl game so we can really come out. This feels like a team. Pittman feels like a coach that's going to be have the team rearing to go for a bowl. Like, that's yeah. going to be fired up. Like, it feels like the whole team's going to, like, there's not going to be any opt-outs mm-hmm. from players. There's, it doesn't feel like, it feel like everybody's going to be really gung-ho about getting that ninth win and just having our best uh, season. Why it's first time we've had eight or more regular season wins since Petrino's last year. Mm-hmm. So it's been, you know, 10 years since yeah. we had a regular season where we've had eight, eight wins. So it'd be really special to get that ninth, uh, the transfer portal. I mean, you saw, seen it this year. You've seen it with that whole defensive line he brought in, you know, with, uh, Warren Thompson's came on to be a, be an effective piece. And you know, he's going to do it again. He's already got talks, all these, all these coaching changes. Who's mm-hmm. to say we're not going to get, get some more, or get some guys out of the transfer portal from some of these, um, head coaching changes that's already happened or even doesn't even have to be that, yeah. you know, per se. But that doesn't hurt that we've got we've got really chances to grab some guys that's got some to fill some gaps 
until we really build until Pittman really builds the program back up. Um, so that's and you know when good. you said I'm that excited. like it reminds you of, of the Petrino years and it did me too. And then you know just seeing the downfall we've had since then, but you know that reminds me like Houston Nutter. You know what I mean? Like good football, like good football, good solid football coach who's out there, you know, and he's and he's and he's a nitty gritty guy, you know, and he's out there doing it. He's getting it done. He's older, and that's cool. It's cool to see an older coach that's out there, like that has paid their due. That's out there, you know, doing what he's doing. You know, so to me. It just it just puts me back in that era of like this is what Razorback football is supposed to be. This is what Razorback football has always been my whole life. And then these bozos came in there and and you know, now they're gone, you know. And isn't it isn't it interesting that, you know, you got a guy that comes down from Illinois and you got a guy that comes over from Texas. Isn't that interesting? Right? And then you get some old boy from Georgia to come on in there that grew up in Oklahoma to help you out right next door, you know, listening to the Razorbacks on the radio. So, you know, he's got a lot yeah, of heart. He's... He wants it, you know. Yeah, I like that. I like that he wants it. And he's just going out there and kicking everybody's ass and trying to get it. Yeah, this is his dream job, and you can tell he puts everything in it. And he's he's made this our program. We were an embarrassment a couple years ago under Morris. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, just straight up just an embarrassment. And this year we've been really prided, prided in the program, looking forward to it. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Just uh, must, mm-hmm. must see TV. Not that we missed the game anyways, even during that era. But it just feels like an extra special looking all, forward all week, all week to it, being really proud and just like, yeah, we're, we've got a really good team. Like, we're beating, yeah. we're beating these teams. We're beating LSUs. You know what I mean? We're we're smacking Missouri. We're beating A&M for the first time in a while. Like, the, Pittman gets his players to play hard and kind of embodies what the kind of Razorback, when you're talking about, you know, going back to Houston, just getting the most out of his guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not – we haven't had number one. We haven't had top five, t- top ten recruiting classes. But he gets the most out of, exactly. out of his guys. Like, I mean, just – you can tell they play hard. And that's, that's a lot of times what – I mean, like what, what, what you can ask for is you really see the most out of them. You don't see any quit. You you just don't see any give up in the season. Like they could have, they could have easily finished six and six. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or uh, I doubt five and seven. But you could easily. And they just, we got better as this. Yeah, and that's encouraging for for the program to come because I mean, in football, every game matters. It's not like basketball where you can afford some losses. Yeah. So you don't want to lose, drop any in October or September. But how big is it when that time comes when we have a season that's working together and we're seven and zero, eight and zero, or even eight and seven and one, but still right. the possibility? Hey, we've got we've got a November that Pittman's teams play really well in, and that's that's mm-hmm. encouraging sign. Yeah, it really is. You know, and I think Pittman's going to do wonderful. I think he's going to he's just going to keep on doing well. I don't think it's the you know I think a lot of people want to say oh it's all about the coordinators and the coordinators are like. 100% it. And I'm not saying he has bad coordinators. He's got really good coordinators. You know, he's got bras and, and all that. But I also think, you know, yeah, there's only a couple of games where we, you know, lost and it was very close. And it seemed like both times were situations where we could have probably pulled that out if we had uh, just made a few different coaching decisions, you know. So hopefully we learn from that, right? 
And uh, specifically, I'd be going for the, you know, going for two instead of taking it overtime and playing, you know. Uh, I mean, I will miss game. It's like, man, I don't know. I still, there's something about that game. It just feels like we definitely just dropped a ball on that, you know, coaching-wise. And, like, you, you correct those things and you come out next year, you know what I'm saying, with a really good, with a really good program, really good team, guys you've been coaching up for years now and and you come out that third year and uh wow we we should have a good program i think i think we'll continue to have a good program even though we're in what you would call a rebuilding year i guess next year because of the law yeah but sure and you think about the defense though it's not like it's not exactly like this defense has just been shutting out a whole lot of folks and mm-hmm. just like wow this is the worst thing because you look on the other side of the ball you got kjj who hadn't thrown an interception since I think even it was a tipped tip tipped interception. Yeah, he's thrown like three all year. Again, yeah. so much SEC competition, and it's been like he's closing in on a Tyler Wilson record of most passes attempted without throwing an interception. He takes mm-hmm. he takes care of the, remember that first half against Rice in the very first game. I think we put up maybe seven points, yeah, something like that, and just you know uh, just kind of kind of struggling. And since then, he's just been great. Um, he leads this offense. You know, under Pittman, the offensive line is going to be good. Mm-hmm. The running backs, we're going to lose Traylon Smith, but you got Dominic Johnson, Rocket, yep. um, and AJ Green all coming back. All of them. And then, then receivers, uh, you're, you're probably going to lose Burks, but you have everybody mm-hmm. else uh, coming back with a chance um, to really build. We need some. You got some KJ coming back. But that's going to make because he makes some of those throws. Like yeah. okay, without Burks, you're going to be you're going to throw it to more guys, and he's able to do that. And a lot of with with maybe the well, numbers they'll have time to develop. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Tim, but they're going to have time to no, develop yeah. some of those guys past where they are now. So yeah. some of those guys, when you watch these games, you know, you can see like they're on their cuts and they're they're almost like there, yeah. right? And they're almost where they need to be, but they're not quite there. So he's having to choose to go to the best receiver we got on the field, right? Those guys will be coached up by next year, you know, and be a little bit better than they are that they are this year, and hopefully enough where you know they can contribute in bulk. That's what I want to see, right? I want to see instead of one guy, we're hitting three three receivers, you know. Yeah, and having options just like you don't know where he's where mm-hmm. he's going to go, and the numbers from all the receivers and the passing aren't gaudy because we run the, we've got one of the best running games in all of college football. Yeah, but just having KJ, you know, and him coming back and leading this team, and just really exciting to know, like, wow, that's you can't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, in between, uh, besides those that six game stretch from Brandon Allen, in between, you know, Wilson and now, I mean, Felipe was so I, I appreciate Felipe's effort, or Felipe last I year. I appreciate all weird. our Razorbacks. Everybody you know I mean? that ever played, even in the down years. I, I mean, they're all. You know great. what I mean. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this has been really good quarterback play, mm-hmm. and it's really above. In the preseason, when they were ranking him 14th, we talked about that in August. Mm-hmm. Seeing those rankings where they're like he's going to be behind the Vanderbilt quarterback, and South Carolina quarterback, and these guys. And look at him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. And then you got to think too. I mean, some of this goes like you look at like the other game besides the one where we didn't. You know, that was a head coaching decision uh you know when we didn't go when we didn't play in overtime and then you look at the other games you know where you have that situation and you got you got um your 
play caller, your 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 offensive coordinator, calling some weird stuff at times. You know, some swing passes, some screens, you know, wide receiver screens, some things that just aren't, they shouldn't be calling at that time just because he's hard-headed or just feels like he has to call these things, you know, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but he calls these certain plays, and you know they're not going to work because you've seen it not work several times against other teams at that calendar, caliber. And we've called it out, you know, on the podcast, right? So you see that, and you're like, "Well, that that's another one." And if you you take those two losses away, think about that, man. Seven and two, good lord, right? Eight and yeah, 10. You, yeah. You take that. You take that old Miss, and of course that Alabama game is a matchup for. You got that for the ten West, and two. You know I mean, I mean, that's exciting, dude. Think about that. Man. Yeah, you got ten and two. Yeah. I mean, what the hell, man? So. Whew. Yeah, like you're saying with Browns. He does those things, and then also like just like bum, like what in the heck is he doing with these uh, screens against these fast defenses, these swing passes? You know they're not going to work. These double reverses backed mm-hmm. up at our goal line, but then you also see like some of these drives where it's just like it seems like he can't miss. Like everything he yeah. calls is just like we're in rhythm, and he's done really good as a quarterback coach too. He's done a really good good job with KJ. But like you also alluded to what you're saying earlier, these are things these guys all can improve on, from Pittman to Browse mm-hmm. to Odom. These yeah. are things that they can look back on, kind of reflection on 2021, and be like, guys, we can, we just got to correct some things, and we've. I mean, you know, do we, you, we, 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 let's just let's just ask the question, man. The thing everybody's thinking: Do you think Odom is going to be around for the next? year and do you, do you think browse is going to be around for the next year do you think some do you think one of these smaller head coaching positions is going to you know appeal to either one of them yeah that's a good question i i should have um what do you think well, i'm going to look up if i can find a list i mean i'm surprised that a tech, i'm surprised one of these smaller texas schools hasn't you know reached out to him yet that's what i'm surprised about um but maybe they have, and he said, like, I'm not looking for a small school. You know, I'll just stay at the University of Arkansas as a coordinator until I can go to a big school. And that's, you know, he could do that. You know, if he stays and, and he, like, makes these corrections like we're talking about right here on the podcast. You know what I mean? And comes out next year and dang near wins a championship or maybe wins one. I mean, think where he could go. I mean, they're knocking on the door. I'd be if I was a coach at the University of Arkansas, I'd be damn excited, you know. And it'd have to be a really good, and not just because I'm a fan. I'm just saying, if, just from a coaching perspective, it'd have to be a really damn good offer to leave that coordinator position when you're in a situation where it looks like next year you could get in the playoffs, you know? Yeah. Or definitely the yeah. year, definitely the year after that, definitely the four, you know fourth fifth year we could be in the playoffs under with 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 browse as our coordinator i think but can we hold on to him for that long you know that's the question yeah because some of these uh because they're going to get paid really well they're going to get compensated really well Pittman is i mean you think about how much brian kelly's getting paid LSU ten million dollars a year. Jimbo's ten million dollars a year and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Pittman's like three, three something. Um, he does have thankfully getting some incentives this year, but he's got. But the coordinator's really highly paid and able to. And you know, with yeah. uh, with the success this year, there's going to be some money 
money for that. So hopefully they can keep them around and really kind of build off that. And hey, if we we get to we're able to get to a playoff because of these guys and these guys really in this the systems on both sides of the ball are established and we make it next year, the next year and really have good years. Hey, they can they can launch themselves where they don't have to go to a really small school. Maybe they get a little bit bigger job because hey, look look what they've done. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess we'll find out. I, I mean, there's not a whole lot. I I thought Kendall Browse would be. You know, really good fit down in Texas, the small school in Texas down there. But it seems like a lot of those have been filled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised nobody. I mean, you didn't even hear his name in the in the in the search that much, honestly, in the media at least. So I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing for us. You know, um, I don't know. Odom, he's probably set, right? I mean, he he went up to Missouri and made millions. So he's sad, yeah. man. He's not. He's doing he's, this because he's hanging out with his buddy that he goes fishing with and stuff, and they're kicking everybody's ass in the SEC, and that's kind of what him and Pittman are doing. You know, they're they're friends, and that's kind of known. You know, that's a known thing. So I don't know. I'd be a. I don't know if if, if a big school came knocking, I think he'd go. You know, for sure. But I don't know about a small school. I don't know if he would if he would do that. Like, is he leaving for like an Akron? You know what I mean? Yeah, or something like that. Or I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he's. I mean, Odom's getting paid one point this this past year. He's getting paid one point seven five million. That's did, not shabby to be just a defense coordinator, not have to deal with you know being I, head coach somewhere. And I do got to give it to Odom. I told him if he didn't. If he won this game this year, I would say, like, he just accidentally lost that Missouri game last year. And he didn't do that on purpose. And then the defense played well, and you did a good job this year, all the way through. So, I will retract the, maybe you threw the game. (laughs) Yeah, no, he he, he did a... Pretty damn good job. Uh, and I, I would have liked to shut them out, but yeah, uh, they did really good. They did good. They did good. So, <sighs> who knows, man? Who knows? But I, I don't know. All I know is we're going to a bowl game. We played Missouri. Do you want to do? You want to talk about what bowl game you think we're going to go to, or do you want to go into this Missouri game first? Do that and then. Which direction do you want to take things? Well, since you mentioned the bowl game first, um, I think we kind of, I mean, kind of already hit on it. I think it's going to be a Florida game. I don't think we're going to be mm-hmm. in the Texas Bowl or the, I think, I think we're too good of a Music City Bowl, especially after finishing 8-4. Mm-hmm. I think I think it feels like we're going to end up in something like the Citrus Bowl or Outback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you look at the scenarios, and to me, when I look at it, I say, okay, well, if, Alabama beats Georgia. They both stay in the playoffs. The referees help them do it because, you know, it's the SEC, right? And they want both teams in the playoffs. Um, And we know that's how it works. Everybody knows. Yeah. So you got that probably happening. And then everybody's betting against it, and Vegas knows that too. So just saying, if you're betting, you might want to go with Alabama. But I didn't tell you to do it. And anyway, Alabama wins. Then what happens after that 
is you got Ole Miss going to Sugar Bowl. Then you got Kentucky going Peach Bowl. You got Arkansas going to the uh, going to the Outback, and that's pretty set. Like there's no really like flip flopping. Like that's how it's probably going to wind up if that scenario happens. Now, if you have Alabama lose to Georgia and Georgia just tramples them and beats them, and the refs don't like throw the game and all that stuff, then what'll happen is Alabama will go play in the Sugar Bowl. Then you'll have Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl. And then you'll have either Kentucky or Arkansas in the in the uh, Outback Bowl. And being that Arkansas and Kentucky is within one loss of each other, the Outback Bowl has the like the option of picking either team. So they could pick Arkansas over Kentucky. And if you think about Kentucky's wins, I mean, if they really beat, if they beat anybody that's you know a good team, like a ranked team, like excellent teams. And all like, we got some really good wins, you know, when you look at our schedule. So, I don't know. You think about that, and then you think, like, which team do you want in? Who travels better? The University of Arkansas, who loves our program, or Kentucky, who gave Bear Bryant a wristwatch and sent him on his way. So they could have an excellent basketball program. Now, if it was a basketball game, I'd say they're going to show up in force. Yeah. But we're talking football, and it is Kentucky. So, I would think they would pick Arkansas for the money and because we had a tougher schedule. That's all I'm saying. Then Kentucky yeah, they- would go to the Citrus Bowl. If they pick Kentucky, then Arkansas would go to the Citrus Bowl. I honestly don't think we're going to go to the Gator Bowl. I don't see that happening. And if we go over to Texas, you know, hopefully not. But I don't know. I could I could see that happening just out of the blue. Oh, they're going to the just Texas Bowl. Just because like, like, oh, we're they're closer and that's going to make everybody more money, you know. <sighs> anyway, that's we my, that's my guess. What? Sorry. I don't feel like they're ever going to send us back to Florida if we get sent to the Texas Bowl this year. <laughs> Good Lord. There's other teams in the West you send over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's so the only thing that had made it. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting scenario to look at, you know. So, I'm excited to see what happens. I think we're going to find out after the game, you know. Of course, on the 5th, we're going to know, but. We'll come back and make a lot our of picks. Start, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them start. We, we definitely will before the bowls start. Yeah, I bet a lot of them will start coming out even tomorrow, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. After kind of more things are decided, maybe some other teams start accepting. The pieces start falling together. Yeah. But it's exciting. It's just exciting to be in the talks and not just talking about a loss at the end of the year to Missouri. Like we have the last several years, <laughs> like we're in it like on a pretty like feeling good. We've got a whole another month of like life that we could just enjoy thinking about another Razorback football. Oh man! And then you got recruiting, and then you got the spring game coming up, and then you got like, yeah. and I'm I'm excited to talk about all of it. I'm excited yeah. to watch all of it and talk about it and and delve into it. Honestly. <laughs> I hope the Pittman starts opening some practices and stuff back up. That's what I hope. 
Yeah, I do too. I do too. It's time. It's time to open the program up to the public. Well, do you want to get into this uh, Mizzou game? Yeah, let's do it. Well, we whipped the yeah, shit you know. out of them. We'll tell you that. Yeah, we did. 48 50. So that's always nice. Yeah, what are we? Slow first quarter, but the defense kept stopping them, kept holding the field goals. Um, we really started getting going with that touchdown in the uh, that second quarter to Rocket Sanders. He's lined up just off, off kind of a fullback off from the right. Had mm-hmm. Traylon line up there, tailback, and Sanders punches in that one yard, drives his legs, punches it in. Um, you know, Traylon Smith goes gets in the doghouse. Um, in that second quarter, I believe, or first quarter, just has that ball out and fumbles, mm-hmm. but he's able to come back later and that, have some really good runs. I'm glad for as a senior day because he was in the, he was benched for a quarter and a half, mm-hmm. but then came and had a really good touchdown. KJ guess, hooks up with Burks, couple long big plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got some good passes from KJ there where he bombed it down the field, you know, 68 yarder. So, yeah, I mean, he had a long 49 yard run too, and and a couple other runs that were for first down. So he looked really good running hard and mm-hmm. fast. Um, then, yeah, he had 15 out of 19, and I think another one of those was dropped. Um, or actually another one or two of them. I actually had two drops out of it. I can remember. Hudson Henry dropped one right in his hands, and I think uh, Morris kind of trapped one. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a good throw ball. I mean, KJ was making these great deep throws to Burks, uh, rolling out and hitting. There's great play in the third quarter, hitting Keytron Jackson for a long, long out. That's one of those young guys, freshmen, mm-hmm. that, you know, stays in there and battles it out and gets in that cut and finds himself open and Burks delivers on the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a really good, really good game from the offense. Oh, yeah. You know, you got everybody getting involved, right? You know, you had, you know, have Woods out there involved. You had Traylon Smith involved a lot. Uh, I mean, everybody was out there, you know, just getting touchdowns and, and doing what we needed to do. It was nice to see us like getting to the red zone. And every time we were able to, you know, go in and, and punch it in and, and get some points on the board, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Five out of five, this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, of being able to, you know, three touchdowns, two field goals. And again, Littles, Littles really good. Uh, hit both of his. That really helped. Mm-hmm. Um, Little was solid. Little was solid these last few games. Yeah, Little's been a game changer. Really has. Like the game that he didn't play as well in. You know, there were there was what I was Ole Miss where he definitely could have won that game. I believe if he'd hit won the field goals. I'm trying. Yeah, I mean that was that stretch. He was he wasn't good against Georgia. He missed a couple. Mm-hmm. And it was. I mean it was fourteen other. Twenty-one up. We had a long, longest drive of that game against Georgia, and he field goal. And it's just like, all right, well, can't even get that right. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's just because he was playing Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't going to win just based off that. I mean, good lord, they were just so good. Like, and that was towards the beginning of the year, and we played. We thought we were good after playing that Texas team, and that Texas team right. got smashed. The whole year. 
got their the ass trail. whipped all over the place. Yeah. So we thought like we were hot stuff because we beat them, and we hadn't beat, beat nobody. A&M. We ain't beat nobody. A yeah. and yeah, That was Georgia was out to prove something that day. Mm-hmm. They did. <laughs> they did. They did. And we probably went in a little bit like hot, you know, high on ourselves. Like we beat Texas. We we're, we're ready to roll in there and win. We beat number fifteen team in the nation. We're badass. A and M. A and M was highly ranked at the time too, right? The week yeah. before Georgia. Beat A and M. We didn't. We needed a Vanderbilt that week. We didn't need Georgia. We needed a Kentucky or South Carolina. Wouldn't it be nice if we played Kentucky? That'd been yeah. fair. I think that's a fair matchup. I wish we could play Kentucky in a bowl game. That'd be a good matchup. I think we could beat Kentucky this year. Honestly. Oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I definitely know we could whip Vanderbilt's ass all over the place. Why didn't we get to play Vanderbilt? Why, for two years in a row, we get some of the toughest teams in the damn that you can throw at us. Everybody else gets to play a Vanderbilt. You know, a Tennessee. Why can't we do South that? Carolina. Just, just being mean. Knowing that we've had, knowing that that Morris guy was there. Knowing that. You knew it. <laughs> you knew it. When you made that schedule, yeah, when it was put it. together yeah. two years before, you knew it was going to be horrible. See, last year playing Georgia, like, okay, two years. Great. Well, we only play them every five, six, whatever years. <laughs> Give us Florida. We played them last year, too. Good, we got them last year when they were a 10-win team. Team with Florida. We got, great, we got them last year. Didn't get to play them this year. Anybody else but Georgia. But I know, I've, I've probably brought that up every podcast just because I'm just like... No, yes, you're right, like, though. Yeah, you're right, you're think. right. They gave us the toughest team, in, the toughest schedule in the nation. But you know what? No, they rewarded us for that. They damn have rewarded us for it. They've kept us in the top 25 even though we've had some losses at some inopportune times. And they have rewarded us for having such a tough schedule. I, I do have to give them that. And, you know, you bite yourself in the ass, and there's games you should have won. And I know, I keep saying it, every podcast, the old Miss game, we should have damn won it. And the coaches lost it, and it pisses me off. Yep. You're right. Just saying. Oh, I've thought about a lot, man. Like, what could have been? We could have been a 10-win team. Just give me that Ole Miss game, and I don't feel as bad this year. Right? It feels better. And I'm not saying I feel bad. Like, I'm happy. I'm happy with what we have. I'm happy with what we achieved. But I know deep in my heart, and maybe it's just the fan coming out in me, that Pittman's better than that, that he could have won that game. That he just made a last-minute rash decision. Yeah. I also wonder, like, we beat Ole Miss, do we beat Auburn that next week? You know what I mean? Do we just, like, all right, hey. Right. So we just came out and just did not play well against Auburn. Do we come out and beat Auburn? Like, if we beat Ole Miss like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, we'll never know. I think, we could, I think you play Auburn better than we did. Right? I think you're going to play better for sure. I've got a really weird beard tonight, man. Tastes like pumpkin pie. It's a 
pumpkin kerfuffle. A pumpkin Imperial kerfuffle? Sour. Yeah, my cousin gave it to me. I never even Imperial heard of that. Be- Imperial sour beer with pumpkin pie, spice blend, and toasted marshmallow flavor. Man, that sounds good. That's not bad. That sounds real good. Definitely brings back hanging on to the, the pumpkin pie. Not bad, though. Imperial beers, man. I don't really have a bite like one, but it's good, tasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not much really a whole lot to say about the Missouri game. But KJ was just had a great game. Uh, defense just had a bunch of stops. Hayden Henry was was awesome. Like he had a great. I mean, Bumper Pool led the team in tackles with thirteen. Henry another ten had a tackle for loss. Had a big breakup where he's diving, diving on a big third down and eleven, I believe. Uh, making stops all over the field. Um, you know, we didn't get a sack. We only had two tackles for loss. We only had one interception. No fumbles, forced fumbles. But, you know what I mean? It just seemed like we were making tackles that we weren't missing tackles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought so. I thought we were, like, wrapping up and we were getting guys down really well during that game. You know, I think, you know, one one thing you noticed was we wasn't the speed. You didn't see that speed difference that you saw in in the other games that we had talked about, the LSU game and the, the Alabama game, the Georgia game. You didn't see that speed difference between us and uh, Mizzou. And you actually see us kind of have the upper hand there to some degree, you know, here and there. So it's kind of a back and forth, right, with uh, the cornerbacks battling wide receivers and and so on and so forth. It was a fun game to watch. And then you got KJ pulling the ball down, running around all over the place. And he did a wonderful job of, you know, just moving the ball and just making good, smart decisions, not throwing the ball, interceptions and stuff like that. Not like being scared and tucking it and running when he shouldn't, but just making really good decisions at every moment when he needed to. And you had really good coaching where with a game that you could have lost with a bad coaching decision pretty easily and they didn't make any of those bad decisions. They coached this game all the way through the end with excellent decisions that put us out on top. Yeah, cuz I mean the offense was just kind of sputtering out at first, but we held held strong. Uh, pretty disciplined game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really Really, I mean, just what what you ask for? You know, Missouri kind of pads a little bit of their stats by their last in the last uh, couple minute drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I'm 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 happy for Odom. You know, they had to feel good. Oh yeah, uh, get a get get a win against them. Um, you know, Pittman. Uh, it was good to see John Stephen Jones, who went through some of those uh, some of those years, get to come in at the end and nail the ball. You, you, we've been talking all year. We just have not whipped an SC team, C team's ass this year. Mm-hmm. Though it wasn't easy in the first quarter, the rest of the way, though, once we scored that touchdown, yeah. you felt good about, okay, this is our game. You like, never felt like we're, we're going to lose yeah. this game. Like, this game, no. I felt confident from the first snap all the way to the end, like, we're going to win this ball game. To me, yeah. like, that's how I felt. Yeah. I was never worried. I was, I, it was, I was eating leftovers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I could I could use a lot more of those. 
but really just solid. This is what we needed. We haven't beat them since 2015, but we got the uh, the battle line trophy back, uh, mm-hmm. and it was just really nice to see like going out, going out on top and showing them who's boss. Their coach likes has talked a lot of shit about us. Talked a lot of shit in the off season about us. Mm-hmm. Pittman, there's some kind of some kind of uh, some tinklings that he doesn't care much for drink. And I don't care for much for Drinkwitz either. Well, I I didn't have a problem with or without Drinkwitz before. I think you know I, I expressed I didn't think that he had the time and the expertise to be a SEC coach yet, and that maybe he could earn that down the road. But then whenever he went to Missouri and he started to actively like agitate us, you know, to the point where. Gus Malzahn told him, the dude, you got family back in Arkansas and you're going to have to go back down there for Thanksgiving. Like, he said that to him. So it's like, dude, you can fuck off. He burned all the you, can, you burned your bridges, man. You burned your bridges. You should have just... Even if you get... He could, you could go to Mizzou as an Arkansas native. You could go to Mizzou and you could coach there and do it, try to do a good job and not talk shit. I mean, what if secretly Pittman really wants the Oklahoma job, right? Because he grew up in Oklahoma and that's where he's from and that's the job he really wants. Right. He comes over here and he coaches us real well and does what he does. And then he goes on over to that Oklahoma job, just there, you know. Probably not happening, but he goes over there, right, to the Oklahoma job. And then somebody else comes in here. Well, that could have been the drink if you were doing good up there. But instead, you, you know, you burn your bridges. And and it's just a shame, you know, that that he had to go and do that. But he did, you know, so it is what it is. And it's not the, like, the... It's not because he's up there coaching Missouri and we got a rivalry with him. Like, I don't want anybody to mix that up. I don't want anybody to think, like, that's the reason why we don't want him down here. It's the shit he talked when he went up there, you know? Yeah, he had his chances to be just, hey, hey, we're proud of this, our fellow Arkansan. Man, he's he's a head coach in the SEC. Now it's just like, no, I don't care for him. Even when he gets fired from Missouri here in a couple of years, stay, stay your ass in Missouri. Don't come back down here. Exactly. Well, I don't know, man. What a mess! What a mess this whole this whole situation's <laughs> been. The whole like coaching carousel situation has been wild to me this year. Like, there's some moves, and I was just like, that was stupid. That was a dumb move. All right, like so. What was it? The coach that went over to uh, Florida, uh, Billy, right? Napier, yeah, from yeah, Nate Billy. <laughs> he coached in the <laughs> he coached in, <laughs> he coached in Conference USA, right? I believe it was, and did good for like four years, and then he got the job. That I mean, come on, is that the? Is that like that makes you a? High quality, sought after coach, really? Like it's different it's, it's, with it's different with Lane Kiffin, because Lane Kiffin went to Alabama and made them a powerhouse with just his offense. 
Yeah. He had good programs when he left everywhere. USC even wasn't that bad. You got to think about all the sanctions and everything they had against them. That wasn't his fault that they did all that cheating before he got there. It's not Lane Kiffin's fault that Pete Carroll cheated all that time he was there before he went to the Seahawks and got y'all in trouble. But you leave him out on the Carmack night like it is, and then everybody wants to pick on Lane. That poor guy. Good Lord. And do you blame him for going down and being Joey Freshwater and hanging out and doing the thing? I mean, he's a young guy. Do do what you're going to do. That's just people wishing they could have done it. But anyway, you got that cat (laughs) over there, you know, and it's like, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Where is he going to go? And nobody, nobody's looking at him whatsoever at all. It don't seem like LSU, like the fans wanted him. They're chanting about it and stuff. Everybody's talking about how he's going down there. Doesn't wind up down there. I didn't ever think he was going over to Miami. I don't think he would. I think he'd just stay where he's at before he goes anywhere like that. I do think he would go to an LSU or something like that if it was offered to him. What about Oklahoma? No. Don't think he's going to Oklahoma. I don't know. I mean, you think he'd go over to Oklahoma coaching the SEC? I mean, he he does get that. Where was that? I mean, I don't know. You got Lincoln Riley running off to USC. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's just afraid and don't want to be in the SEC. Golly. It's a damn mess. The whole situation's a mess. Yeah, it was crazy going back to Florida. Just like, that's it. I mean, they did it quick. Like, Florida did that out here just hanging on, like trying to get a big name. They knew who they wanted. Uh, yeah, they knew they wanted Billy. They knew they wanted Cousin Billy. They're like over. buddies or something. Like, Something's yeah. going on there. Like, Yeah, that was quick. Just like, you told me that. I was like, wow, that was just. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's been a week since Mom was fired, but it just seemed like really quick. Like, okay, he had his name. Mm-hmm. Since they had got their. Smoked for a couple times, or probably the halftime of that Sanford game when they were losing. Like, they're ready. They're ready. I already right, had him vetted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's start getting old Billy. Billy vetted. Well, I mean, I, I'm just surprised, man. I'm just surprised that, that he wound up over there. I mean, Conference USA, did he win the Conference USA? Did he win the actual conference? He's a. I mean, I know he did good over there. Did he win the conference yeah, every yeah. year? Maybe it was a situation uh, where he won it every year or something like that. I'm on it. He's been. I remember his name was being talk, mentioned here. Yeah, everybody keeps mentioning him. I remember uh, that, and I was just like, "No way. There's no way we would." I just. I was just like. To me, uh, you would need to at least go to a Big Twelve school and win some games. All right, here's. Right, yeah, yeah. Go over to a you know, Mountain TCU West was open, Texas something. Tech was open, uh, Colorado State's open now, something like that. Here's okay. His first year at Lafayette, he's seven and seven, but after that, he's been he's won he's well he's, he won the division that year too. So he's won four straight West divisions in the Sun Belt, um, not championships, seven, divisions. I I right. don't haven't got that far yet. Oh, okay. so we went eleven and three, ten and one last year, and eleven and one. 
So, so I well, mean, one, for, for a win, Sunbelt coach. He won one, like the 11 in one year, he won a Sunbelt championship, right? And then the other two, he's he about to, He's about to play for it tomorrow. Uh, I, I have no idea. I, have, I mean, I I don't know if it, 2019 and 20, they, may, they might have... I might have won conference championships. I didn't say on Wikipedia. So I don't think he has. I think like he like you said, he's gonna play for one now. He hasn't won one yet. You know what I'm saying? He's won some divisions, you know, but he hasn't won a championship, right? And I mean, good lord, it's conference USA. If he's such a hot shot, why didn't he win the championship those two years? You know? That's all I'm saying. So I'm on it, man. I feel like he might have So well, let's say this year, right? He goes and he wins this championship, and I and I'm just going to say this: I've already heard that people are pissed off, like boosters and stuff, at UF are mad <laughs> already. I because, don't. I don't like him <laughs> because he's not there and he's coaching in this championship game. And they said, I guess a. Uh, USA Conference Championships more important than the, the, the this booster I think specifically said something like you know oh we got recruiting or whatever in the next two weeks and so on like had it all laid out like exactly what's what's happening and yeah. how, how shitty it was and it did seem like it was probably the wrong thing to do if you were going to that school to coach <laughs> to coach yeah I'm sorry Chad you're you're completely right his first two years he lost to Appalachian State in the championship game, and then last year it was canceled. Yeah. So even if he wins tomorrow, that's – I mean, they were going to play number 12 Coastal Carolina last year. So I imagine Coastal Carolina is probably going to win. Coastal Carolina was pretty good last year. And then Appalachian so State coach is up at Missouri now. Yeah. Just so y'all little, know. Yeah. That was a little drunk wits, 2020. Do you think – do you think Florida was like reach out to – reach out to drink? Let's try to get him. He won the Conference USA past couple of years. He's been doing all right at Mizzou. Reach out to him. Let's get him. And he was like, no, nah, man, I ain't coming down to Florida. I'm staying at Mizzou. This is where I'm at. And then they had to reach out to their second choice. Their second choice of Sunbelt team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh why would you go after Sunbelt? Sunbelt kind of like the SEC, right? Sunbelt. Lord. I mean, These folks don't know Butch Davis just lost his job. What for? They don't realize. I'm just saying, dude. Uh, look, and here's the thing, right? Ain't nobody gonna hire Butch Davis. So Pittman needs to reach out to Butch Davis, get him a job, get him home, get him back where he belongs, get him on staff, give him something to do. He can, you know. I mean, he's a damn good coach. Everywhere he's been, he's been a great coach. Everywhere he's been. Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know if he's just going to retire or if he still wants to coach. I mean, hell, he was. He's just been the head coach. That was a raw deal, man. He got a, um, had some really good years. And some of these, like, man, after, just like last year wasn't a crazy year. Mm-hmm. Just, you know what I mean? Like, just last year, it's like, oh, everything's normal. You know, Butch is talking about how they're playing with uh, hand-me-down pads and helmets and yep. equipment. They told uh, him they had all this that's money. That's a Division One school. 
told him they had all this money, got him over there, and then told like, your budget's like zero, dude. Yeah. Here's some yeah. here's some stuff from the high school. Yeah, <laughs> Division one school, like not not NAI, not Division three, mm-hmm. Division two, even one double A. Like Division One, like you're playing big boy football. Like he just beat Miami a couple years ago. Yeah, like Crosstown, a team like such a big, you know, bigger school, and you've only been in Division One for a few years, and he beat them. Like that should be like him. Fire. Like you That's ain't flying. You. Like you ain't flying out to recruit folks, no. right? You your your team's taking the bus in this situation. Like you're not. You're not in a a program that has the money to do the things they need to do to win, and that's not Butch Davis's fault. That's that's what we're saying. They ain't gonna win with the next coach. They didn't win with the last coach, you know. Until they do like UCF finally did and put money in the program, they ain't gonna win. Period. So, yeah, it was strange. I mean, I was thinking, yeah, Fodum does get a head coaching job. Reach out to him for the DC. So, well, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I definitely do that. But I put him on staff as the D line coach or something. You know, linebacker, yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Get him, get him out there. You know, hell. hell Put him on staff as a uh, analyst. Yeah, that's a definitely like or a quality control. Like, a, get an analyst job. Like you can have so many of those. Bring him here and let him like work with you. I mm-hmm. mean, he's he's pretty he's up there in age, so that would be a great great position for him. Just all that head coach, big time head coach, NFL head coach experience, a lot of knowledge to help. A Pittman's going to be in his third year. His only his third year next year. Like mm-hmm. he can use. As much. That's why Odom's been probably a vital help to them. like had that head coaching experience. Um, so that'd be that'd be a great great addition. In my opinion, you know, and I, and I guess that would depend on how he feels and so on and so forth. But I yeah, I bet he'd like it. I bet he'd be excited to come up here and you know be able to play a little bit of you know football at the University of Arkansas and, and coach some football. And, you know, guide us in the right direction or whatnot and help us, you know, win a championship. I think he'd be down for that. Well, I mean, that's about, I mean, that's about it. We ain't got nothing else on Mizzou, do we? Nah, I think that's And we talked about the, Coaching carousel. We've talked about. I don't know. We got any more bass uh, football stuff to normally at this point. Just, I feel like we would move into like, hey, let's let's talk let's about talk the team about we're the playing. Game. Yeah, <sighs> it's uncomfortable feeling not having the next yeah. game to, isn't it? Or is it me? I'm addicted. No, it's definitely. I got. I got it. I got fucking. I got issues, dude. Huh? Do you want? Do we want to stick with football and go over some of the picks? Well, it's up to you, man. I'm good to go either way. We can go basketball. We can go football. It's, it's, it's whatever you want to do. 
Well, steer this ship. I'm just riding in it. All right, I'm already on the. Let's just go ahead and go over the picks. Um, last week, Chad, you go eight and eleven. Damn. First one, good. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight or nine. Eight picks you made were wrong. Damn it. Um, so you fall to ninety-one and seventy-five. I went twelve and seven, and go up to hundred and two, and sixty. My ten points behind you. Ten games. Eleven. Eleven games. That's plenty of ball games though. Golly, man! Plenty of ball games. Gosh, dog! Why did I egg you on to keep going? (laughs) <laughs> remember last week it was funny I was like man we're picking all these games different out in my favorite but then by the end those those second round of games later on in Saturday got you were on, got on a roll kind of bounced back so we had already uh, in our in our private show text we had we had mentioned picking um, so we're picking the championship games obviously that's all we got this weekend uh, Western Kentucky and U- uh, University of Texas San Antonio Conference USA Championship game. Chad picks Western Kentucky. I go UTSA. UTSA just won the game, forty-nine to four. No shit. Um, Oregon versus Utah Damn in the Pac-12 Championship. We both picked Utah, and Utah's up thirty-one to three. I think the writing is on the ship. The rumors have been for the Oregon coach to go back home to Miami. It looks like he's just half-assed this past Oregon game. Um, all right, so we got tomorrow. We got Baylor at Oklahoma State, or Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'll go the I'll go the Cowboys too. Um, Kent. State versus Northern Illinois in the MAC championship game. Kent. Okay, that's that's a good pick. I'm gonna go the I'm gonna go Northern Illinois. Um, Utah State at or Utah State versus San Diego State in the Mountain West championship. Uh, Utah State. Okay. I'll go. I'll go San Diego State. Appalachian State versus your boy Billy Napier in the conference championship game. Conference USA championship or Sun Belt. My goodness. Oh, let's go Appalachian State. I bet he loses it again. I bet he's yeah, still. I'm gonna go at, I'm go. I'm go App State too, man. Um, I don't even Georgia know who their coach and, is. I still think they're gonna beat him. <laughs> <laughs> App State's pretty like, good. Just... Whew, y'all hired the wrong one, guys. That's what I think is going to happen. They're going to get man. <laughs> he got beat again in the championship <laughs> game. Oh, for four in championship tries? Good Lord. We're going to see that. Florida, Alabama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Georgia versus Bama. Who you got? <sighs> okay, I think... Uh, I said it earlier. I think that's what's going to happen. I think Alabama is going to beat Georgia with the help of the referees. 
I know it. I know it. That's a nasty thing to say. Probably shouldn't say that on air or whatever. No. Bleep those refs, man. They did a damn thing for us all year. Uh, I'm going to go Georgia, though. Um, Good Lord. I don't know. That's I see, a better I see, pick. I see, I see it's a that. better pick. It's a better pick. I, I don't see. know, man. I don't know. I just, like, Alabama hadn't played that. They almost lost to damn Auburn the other day. But I still feel like Saban's going to, like, Georgia just, they choke all the time. Yeah. And it feels like, feels like this is their chance to do that and Saban Saban's going to pull. Alabama's good. I mean, they're still 11-1, 7-1. Incredible freaking quarterback. Georgia's offense, it's all about Georgia's defense. Mm-hmm. So I see very well. I'm excited for this. I hate to miss some of it because the Razorback basketball on at the same time. Um, but I'm excited about this SEC championship game. But I'll, I'll go Georgia, but I, I, I can definitely see Bama pulling this one out. Um, well, let me ask you this. Okay. When it comes to bowl game placement, who are you going to be pulling for? Alabama or Georgia? Do you think we'd move up in one of the... I mean, do you think any SEC move... Who, who would you say this is up? Like, if Bama loses and they go to like the Peach... Or they go to the Sugar Bowl and Ole Miss goes to the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there really a spot that if Bama go makes the playoffs that another SEC team would move up to the Peach Peach Bowl? I mean, if Bama made Does the it really play- affect us. I mean, if Bama made the playoffs, you would have um, you would have Ole Miss go to the Sugar Bowl, Kentucky right. Peach Bowl, and us go to the uh, Outback Bowl. Okay, but if they lose. Then they get to choose between Kentucky and us in the Outback Bowl. Loser probably going to keep a New Year's Bowl and go to the Citrus. Well, I'll go Bama then. Then I'll go Bama. I, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I respect the heck out of that Bama, just Bama pick. I really do. I've been wanting mm-hmm. to pick that. Just, I see Bryce Young tearing, or at least scoring enough points and then winning 20, 2017 or something. Uh, that's me too. Georgia's I think offense just isn't exciting. Just isn't just scary. Yeah, and that's me too. I just think I just I'm rooting for Bama to stay in the you know national championship run. One because it's an SEC school, and who doesn't want to see an SEC school win? Yeah, and it's much better to have two teams and a fifty percent chance of winning. Right. Than having a twenty five percent chance of winning, so you want to see two SEC schools stay there. So you want to see Alabama win, you know, and stay. Oh yeah, yeah. I no, I, I agree. I'm. I'll probably root for Bama tomorrow. All that, and I hate all Bama. I hate Bama, but yeah. Good lord. Well, the thing is, too, it's like well. I don't really care to see Bama in the playoff again. I'm tired of them. But it's also, do I want Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy, this guy, to get into it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really want this guy walking around wearing One American News Network shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One of these racist TV networks. Um, or not even TV, but whatever online network it is, walking around making a playoff game. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, you're right. 100%. You know. All right, now listen All to right. this. Listen to this. This is an interesting stat, right? I would have never thought this. But I was looking at our statistics the other day, and it turns out, Tim, that between the hours of 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., our podcast is listened to the most. Like in that morning time. Yeah. Wow. Like these people are at work, drinking, carrying on, listening to our podcast. Think about that. That's what I figure. Oh. That's a good time too for like people that sleep in and they're waking mm. up, getting around. Maybe they're running errands, you know, first all right, I gotta get up on this Friday. Maybe they're off on Fridays. They tore it up the night before. Maybe. Had a little hair of the dog, a little something in their coffee listening to us. Maybe they ain't even got a job. They ain't got a job yeah. at all, man. They ain't even worried about yeah. trying to get a job. They got plenty of money coming in through some weird revenue source we don't even know about. They're just That's getting funny. up about that time in their slippers and their coffee. Putting a little pop of that Evan Williams. Not that green label or that black label we used to get back in college. Not that rot, yeah. gut rot stuff. But that bonded in barrel that has to be made a certain way and aged a certain way and so on and so forth to be bonded in barrel in the United States. A legal process they have to go through. It's like 16 bucks for this whiskey, dude. And it's good. It's really good. It's really high quality. I'm, I was blown away by the quality of this stuff. It's crazy. Good bourbon. Good bourbon. Good bourbon. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've been meaning to give it a try. But you're having uh, that. It's early morning. You got a splash in your coffee, right? Just kicking back, relaxing, eating a pizza from Magic Mushroom. <laughs> Maybe it's left over. Yeah. That's a good way to live, man. That's a good way to live. I'm excited for this dude. Whoever it is out there. Well, there's a few of them. Man. Or you think they're like... Or it could be... Like, it'd be working. Like, they're... It like could be working. working. Finally, like, like, they fur- They got their headphones on, and they're, like, busting her ass. And- from, like, eight... From, like, when they first show up, nine or eight... Oh, like, meat meals, catching up on things... Mm-hmm. Tasks trying to, and they're like, all right, I got a little time. At you know what I mean? Like, all right, you know what I mean? Right before lunchtime mm-hmm. on a Friday. So we usually put them out Thursday night. To listen. So I appreciate them. I appreciate you guys. But I'll tell you what okay. I think it is. Now, I've heard this rumor that we're the most listened to podcast on the hill on Saturday morning. And I know that. I've went to games where they had loudspeakers blowing the podcast out early morning. And we had a lot of games before noon this year. I'm just saying, man. Yeah. I, you know, just saying. Yeah, we did have a lot right before to get them fired up. Woo. So however you listen to the podcast, thank you. That's all I'm saying. 
Thank you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was an interesting statistic. That's I figured, yeah. I figured people would be like, man, it's 11 o'clock at night. And, you know, I've had a couple drinks and it's time to relax. You know? I'm really getting, getting fired up about the game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Put the podcast on. Some... Yeah, interesting. Well, all right. Houston versus Cincinnati American Athletic Conference Championship game playing this live from Nippert Stadium. Um, let's go Cincinnati. Okay. I'll go Cincy too. Man, what if Houston Houston's beats been them? pretty good this year. Knocks them out of the playoffs. I, I just thinking about that, man. I was just thinking about that. Knocks like, them out of the playoffs. Think, that'd be hilarious, man. Houston's pretty good, man. They've won 11 straight. How bad do you think Cincinnati's going to get beat when they're in the playoffs? Like, how bad? Like, they're not even... You, you know what I'm saying, man. But what if they win one of them? What if they win one of those games? What if they beat... Like, what if it's... Game? What if they beat, like, Alabama... And then they're playing Georgia in the championship game. Can they beat two SEC schools? No way. There's no way. No possible way. That's not going to happen. Michigan, Iowa. Michigan? I'll go Michigan, too. Um, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, ACC championship game. Um, man, that's a close one, and they both got the same schedule this year. Ten and two. Yeah, ten, what the hell? Ten man? and two, seven and one. Ten and two, Woo. seven and one. All right, that's you, gonna be a good. One. You know what? I'm gonna go with Wake Forest just because I, I just always, I don't know, I don't, I don't think Pittsburgh can do it, man. I just always remember yeah. Pittsburgh getting close but not being able to finish it. I'll go. I'll go Wake Forest. Um. The Demon Deacons. If you didn't Demon know. Demon Deacon. I don't know why I went. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's it. That's it. Right. Well, it feels like there should be there more championship have. games than that. That's it, man. Uh, let's see. The FCS playoffs, we can pick that real quick if you want to do that. Who's who's in that? Yeah, it's trying to load. Um, I wonder if it's probably going to be that. What is it? That Wyoming team, right? It's like super good. Oh, North Dakota State. Yeah, they're they're in yeah. the second round. Um, Jackson State, Prairie View, A and M's playing this flag championship tomorrow. Uh, there's not really. I don't know. I Who's guess playing the SWAC? Who's the SWAC? Prairie View and Jackson State. I'm gonna go Jackson State. Yeah, that's I'm prime gonna... time, right? It is prime time. Hell yeah, Deion Sanders. Why hadn't somebody hired him? And why did Hunter check? Ooh, your check could have got him. Yeah, he could have got him, man. He had an opportunity. He sent him a letter and he said, I want you to go down there. 
and I'd try it somewhere else for a while, and then maybe I'd. That's how he answered. Yeah. He's just been down there winning, making got yeah. commercials with, you know, Coach Saban and stuff. Why didn't Florida hire him? What the hell's going on there? Why hasn't Florida State just fired their coach and hired him? Yeah. What the hell's going on with that? Why didn't Miami yeah, hire him? What's wrong with Miami? Like, what's wrong with these schools not hiring Deion Sanders to come and coach your team? This is the stupidest thing I ever heard. It's got to be because he's black, man. Yeah. It's got to be. There can't be any other reason he's not coaching at a bigger program. I'm well. Oklahoma's not going to do it, but woof! Oklahoma got him. They're coming over where we're playing them every year. Here Good in a couple Lord. years. Lord, what that's hopefully so not. I want to be able to get a big time and job. Deion I want to be able to go over to Miami. Yeah. Oof. Lane Kiffin, Deion Sanders, and Nick Saban every year having to play them coaches. Good Lord. Oof. I ain't even worried about this cat from Ole Miss. I'll be honest with you. I don't think Kelly's gonna do it. I don't think he's the. I don't think he's the bee's knees, like everybody's always said and, and talked about. You went over to. You go over to. You went to Notre Dame. That will give you as much money as you want to win football. That has the entire Catholic community behind you. All of it. Every Catholic Doesn't kid in the world. Play in conference. Every Catholic kid in the world wants to play. Are you telling me that there ain't enough athletic Catholic kids to win a championship? Come on, that's crazy. And they'll be like, "Oh well, you know they had to have good grades." You know, what are you saying? You're just going to give a bunch of kids that don't do good grades now? Just giving up on grades? Going down to LSU? That's what he said. That's that literally, exactly. and he had this fake accent when he said it. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> oh, it sounded so stupid. Come on down there. You can't go down to Louisiana with a fake Southern accent. Hell, I can barely do a Louisiana accent. And I'm from <laughs> South Arkansas. <laughs> that's a whole different. Like, that's trying to do that. What deep South, son? Yeah. <laughs> What's Tim's deeper south than I am. He can't do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, no way. Good lord! I'm not even gonna pretend. They just fired the guy that was all losing. He can't get more Cajun than Coach O. You got a guy down there Maybe faking it. Now you got a guy faking it. Yeah. Oh, that dude. was stupid to fire your John. I'm just gonna say it, man. That was stupid. That was dumb reason to fire him. <laughs> Guy's divorced, single, none of y'all's business. That's what I'm going to say. He's going to go somewhere and take another team to prominence. That's what he's going to wind up doing. Good Lord. Let's hope somebody don't hire. Oh, man. What if that happened? That'd be horrible. What if somebody hired Lane Kiffin like Oklahoma? He went on over there. Ole Miss decided to give Coach O a try again. Maybe he just had yeah. a bad run. Gets all that, that stable run, of kids that that just came in. That just yeah. came in for the coach, man. Lane. To, yeah. to, to run with him. Taking him to a national championship. Winning all kinds of games. 
Now Coach O goes up there and gets all that talent. Maybe even a little better than he had down at Louisiana. But he'd win another championship. Then you got Oklahoma coach Lane Kiffin doing it again. It'd probably fit really good with that fucking whole Riley scheme he was running. Pretty much the same thing. They pretty much did the same thing. Different conferences. Good lord. I don't know why you brought that up earlier. I hope that don't happen to me. <laughs> oh, man. What's what the next game we're picking? I don't know. Oh, that's it for picks. All right. Well, I guess we'll go into the uh, basketball, huh? Let's do it. All right. Well, we had two games. You know, we had the uh, PN game. We had the Arkansas, uh, Central Arkansas game. In the first half of that PN game, you know, I watched that and it was just like, good Lord. Like, we just, it just seemed like we struggled. You know what I mean? Through that whole first half. And then came out that second half and just did what we needed to do and uh, had a really good second half and, and uh, won the game. Um, and then I guess, you know, you saw s- some of the same tendencies when you looked at the Central Arkansas game. Like a slow first half, yep. bigger second half, you know. Second, yep. So, you know, you just hope that stuff's taken care of when you go down to play Little Rock next or whatnot. But with that, with that pin game, my thing with it was I was just like, like we just seemed to throw way too many um, three-point shots up. You know, and not convert those. You know, what we were with three of 17, right? It's just like we were just jacking threes, jacking threes, jacking threes, and not converting them. Look, if we're not going to make our threes, take it to the basket. Stop jacking up threes and giving them the ball back because that's what happens. You jack it up and you give them the ball back. And and you got to stop doing it. And I know we say this, we say these things, and our damn coach just keeps winning game after game after game. With them, with them doing this stuff, you know. So, you know, obviously I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And he's a hell of a lot better than I am. But good Lord, man. It just, you know, you just wish, I don't know. I guess you just wish you could have a perfect game. I guess that's all. Oh, yeah, no, no. Even, no, even. <laughs> I was like, unless we're having a, a three-point from the pass, like, enough with the... You know, taking off a bounce and throwing up three pointer up there, and we're still—I think we're like we're we're last in the SEC in three point attempts, mm-hmm. and one of the last in the in the whole nation in three point attempts. So we really, as far as the game today, we really don't take off. So mm-hmm. a lot of most of our shots are inside, but they still we just don't make it. And teams are playing like Penn was playing a one three one zone against. They're daring us to shoot it because why yeah. not? We can't shoot the ball. Where I just looked it up, we're three hundred and third. Out of 330 teams in three-point percentage. Okay. 28%. Awful three-point shooting team. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, I, I mean, just teams are daring us and slowing it down on us. But but we're one of the last as far as shooting them. Like, we really don't, in today's game, don't shoot a whole bunch. But, I mean, we could shoot even less because we're not making them. Not making crap. In this game against Penn, you know, Notes has a really good game. 13 out of 24. But he's 0 for 6 from 3 points. Mm-hmm. So without those six shots, he's 13 of 18. 
inside the arc. That's mm-hmm. really good. Like that's really efficient. Yeah. Um, and when they take like it to the, the paint, movie, it seems like yeah, yeah. Every time they take it to the paint, like they're making it happen, right? Or they're getting close. Yeah. You know, they're either getting up. You know, they're they're either, you know, they're passing the ball well. They're moving the ball yeah, well. They're yeah. They're doing well when they drive to the basket, right? Uh, they'll pull guys away from them. They'll pass it inside. Then they'll make yeah. something happen. You know, and so like I I don't know. I just don't know why you don't just just take more advantage of that. You know, obviously you're not good on the threes, so just quit. Quit shooting the damn things. Quit jacking them up. But at the same time, you know you're only seventeen percent, right? So you're not, you're not out there just just throwing them up all the time. But at the same time, every single time you throw up a, a three, you miss it. Like it makes you feel like we're shooting just too many. Well. It just what's, feels like you're shooting too many while you're watching the you game, even though you're not. I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah, they have not proven. Like I thought earlier in the season, like. Okay, they'll get somebody. They, we just don't have any three point shooters. Like, we got to have one shooter, right? Like, we can't make it through like a final four. We can't get to the lead eight without one shooter. We got to have somebody that steps up proven. and can just shoot. Like, we haven't proven right? just consistently that we can. Somebody well, on the bench, see. maybe? Maybe we can just get some old boy off the bench. Like, like I need to. I, I'm, I'm about to look it just up just like what the, what some this? farm kid from Alma. Sitting on the bench down there <laughs> that just played in the dirt just in the backyard, yeah. and that's all he can do. He's not good at anything yeah. else, and, and you're overlooking him. Like, there's got to be somebody. Come on. Yeah. The best three point shooter on the team right now is Amude, and he's, you know, he's five out of 13 this good year, Lord. 39, almost 40%. And that's, I mean, he's a giant. He taken. Yeah, so he's, he's a giant. He's able, you don't he, even he's want really him good. out there. He's, He's really well. He's six 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 seven, so he's not as big as like. Uh, but he's really good shooting the ball from inside, so he's really good from fifteen foot out, five foot out, you know, close to the basket. Yeah, yeah. but you know, like Note, he's taken fifty five three pointers. Nobody else has taken more than twenty. He's he's fifteen out of fifty five, twenty seven percent. Just just stop, Note. He's really good taking it inside. He's really good sneaking in there, getting. He's really good at um, fast break points, and our and our team. Uh, two on that, like you're talking about when you're taking it in, and if you do miss, well, you're close. We're such we're a really good offensive rebounding team, but you know we had in the paint 48 points out of those 76 points were in the paint. Mm-hmm. So that part's encouraging, you know, sec- 16 second half ch- points. But it just seems like, but Musclin said it. he said it in the press conference the other day, it just say like, it's not a I don't know, man. But it feels like, but it feels like he probably wants them to shoot it if they're open. It's not like they're just. It just feels like a lot of times. I mean, he wants them to shoot it, but I mean, should he be wanting them to shoot it if they're damn open? Because they're going to pack the paint. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like he feels like he's at some point you got to have some. Just got to have somebody step up and shoot the damn ball. Yeah. Somebody should just be staying after practice or something, just shooting. That's all they should do. Just shoot. Just somebody will bring you dinners and stuff. Just tell the Arkansas community what you need. We'll take care of that. But you need you practice shooting until you're just automatic. Anybody? <laughs> Are you yeah, doing? because I mean, but I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, just and then you got then you got this whole situation with uh, you know playing uh, Central Arkansas here 
where you go down and you, you shoot four of 18. So you do, you do it again. You do it. You're 22%. I mean, you're a little better. Five points Not much. No, we're bad. It's bad. Not much. No, it's not good. It's not good. But you're still looking at 60% in the damn paint, right? Like, keep it in the paint. And it's a. Uh, and your free throws six, are decent. Free yeah. throws are free throws, decent. This is the worst game, worst game for free throws, which is. I mean, they're fifty percent, right? They're not. They're not the best, but our free throws have always been enough to win the games, right? We're, we, we're better than that. We're yeah. We, yeah. we still put up ninety-seven points, and they could have been one hundred and twenty. You got the. I will say you had a really good. Pro- I noticed uh, for this UCA game, mm-hmm. uh, you had us ninety-five sixty. That was really, and we we won ninety-seven to sixty. So that was a really good prediction. Just just a quick kind of side note. That's awesome. Sometimes, I thought it was really good. Sometimes I get lucky when I'm not losing. <laughs> They're like, boy, they don't ever bring that up. <laughs> right on the money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know how we do it. Yeah, so in this UCA game, that's another one. You know, they were 1-6 coming in. Another slow start. They take the lead at one point. And we're ahead by six. In the second half, we outscore them 56 to 25, which is how it should have been the entire game. You mm-hmm. know, 60 points in the paint, just dominating. And we only give up 16 points in the paint. So we're forcing them uh, to shoot 21 uh, threes. But, yeah, we shoot 18. That's a, that's a good bit. That's more than we shot. We're not exactly like, I think it's just going to be around there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you have seven different guys shooting a three. Um, just none of them can hit. No tell another one for four. Likes over four, who's supposed to be. Uh, rebounds, we dominate them. 13 offensive rebounds, second chance points. So a really physical inside team. It looks like we play a fast game, too, in this game, too, up and down the court. Yeah, we're, we're, a lot we're of trying fast to. Breaks. A lot of teams like Penn is going back to, they were trying to slow us down. Uh, UCA is trying to, but we're, 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 our, our pace is to be fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we but, we do have a good a good pace, good quick pace for sure. But it's I mean that's just games. These are not games we're gonna go back ever and watch. I mean I think I said that like a couple game a couple weeks ago when we were playing Mercer or whatever. Like these aren't just memorable games. Um, and there's a lot of sixteen steals. Defense was really good. Uh, we forced twenty five turnovers. So we really defense was really good the other night but there's a lot of work left left to do to get get better we're seven and oh we're in the top 10 it's crazy oh yeah i mean we're doing good winning our games top 10 and it's like i always have something to say about this coach but he's always damn winning so i'm like i don't know why i'm even sitting (laughs) over here running my mouth i need to just be quiet just let him do his thing i shouldn't be talking about his threes and you know his you know his his you know, the ways are, you know, running a fast game and so on and so forth. And I'm glad he's running a fast game. That's, that's what I like to see. There were a couple games that we had talked about earlier, but it didn't seem like they were moving as fast as yeah. Arkansas teams normally move. So I'm glad to see the speed picking back up. But this coach is so great, man. He, under, he even understands the history of Arkansas and comes in with some speed and stuff. When, like, you know, he was he had shooting teams and stuff. Some of these other places he was at, so... You know, when he was in the NBA and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and last year we had definitely more shooters on this team last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Moses Moody was really good. We're missing that. Um, and even Justin Smith could hit. Um, and of course, in that first year, he had Joe and Jones from outside. But it just hadn't anybody stepped up uh, to do that. But he said he that we shoot too many threes. So he knows it. It's just hard you know, to ring on them. And again, we're one of the last teams to shoot a lot. So there's a whole bunch of other teams. That's again, like, what do you say about the guy? He already knows. He tells you in the press conferences. Like, this yeah, is what he knows. <laughs> same thing you guys are saying, man. <laughs> so who so we, we play next? We, we play what? Little Rock, yeah, Charlotte, and Oklahoma? Yeah. We play Little Rock. Little Rock tomorrow. Then we play Charlotte in Tulsa uh, next Saturday. Um and then after that, just so everybody knows on the podcast, after that, we're going to take a week off. We got some business to attend to, and we're going to take a week off, and then we're going to come back because, you know, there's no reason for us to cover anything. So there's not anything to cover because hockey's not doing anything, basketball's not doing anything. So we'll take our, I guess, our holiday break, as you would say. Yeah, because with the bowl game, you know, we're we're not going to be able to really end with, I mean, uh, so the bowl game is probably going to be hopefully January 1st. Um, the first SEC basketball game is December 29th. So it's going to be, you know, so we're not really going to have that week off anywhere around there. So next week's a really good time to kind of catch up on things and take care of some businesses, Chad says. Um, that's why we're kind of having a pretty good Pretty good and full podcast tonight. Next time when we come back two weeks from now, we'll really have a good... We'll be able to preview our opponent for the bowl game. We'll be able to pick all the bowl games. Mm -hmm. Get really into basketball. Hockey doesn't play again after this. They play Missouri tonight. and They don't play again until like January. So what do we know about Little Rock? Uh, Let's first first kind of go over the schedule. Um, They open the season... Against Southern Illinois, win 69-66. Then they beat Champion Christian, 115-51. Beat Arkansas Baptist, 91-60. Lost to Loyola Marymount, 63-82. Lost to Sam Houston, 59-77. Beat Northern Illinois, 67-60. At Tulsa, lost 63-77. Then most recently, a 31 at Colorado State this past Wednesday, 86 to 55. Uh, the coach by Daryl Walker, who was a, a Razorback mm-hmm. um, back in the day. And, you know, we played an exhibition game against them last year. Mm-hmm. So this is the, uh, I don't know if we've ever played them in like a, re- a regular game in basketball. So uh, first time kind of for everything. Well, it sounds like they're having a mediocre year. We're having a great year. Exactly. It's nice that yeah. their coach is going to be able to get to come up back home, come and, and enjoy Bud Walton and, and see what it's all about. You know, we're going to welcome him in there. And, and it's exciting that he gets to, you know, experience that and, and see what that's like. And if he keeps working hard, maybe after we win some championships and stuff, if. Our coach decides to retire. We might hire him. But right now, it's still a fun experience for an alum. You know. But I mean, you know he's going to get shellacked. 
So. Oh yeah, he knows that. They're they're putting out pictures. He, him, and uh, coach and staff went to Herman's rib house today. Had pictures, uh, video of him. She- yeah, this is the programs that faced off. So rooting for him. Uh, besides this game, but he knows he's going to take a shellac. Yeah, just just have a good time, enjoy the day. You know. <sighs> Goodness, and then we play Charlotte. And it should be about the same with them, right? Yeah, let's uh let me kind of look over uh, this Charlotte 49ers. Uh we play they're three and three. Um they did beat Georgia in an exhibition game, 76-65. Um Georgia's not the best team, I say that, but they had a big top twenty five win against Memphis uh last night, I believe. Or the other night or not before when we played uh you said. Okay, so first game of the season, they beat Monmouth, 68-66. Beat USC Upstate, 76-64. Beat Appalachian, go on the road at Appalachian State, win by one. And they've lost their last three to Toledo, Drexel, and Davidson. Um, kind of a rough stretch here lately. So they're 3-3 three and three thus far this season. Tough, man. Tough, tough, tough... Uh... Tough losses there, going five hundred, you know, and then you know they're gonna come in and, and take us lacking again. So I mean, and it's tough. You see these small schools come in that you know you're gonna you're gonna beat them, you know. And the next big game we got is gonna be the home game. But when we look at Little Rock, like who would you say that their like best players are? Like who would we have to worry about? Uh, well, I. Not sure. <laughs> uh, thought we had moved on. I, I got seen off Oh, my bad, my bad. No, it's all right, man. I have no idea. I haven't watched any um, any Little Rock Trojans basketball at all. Let me kind of find the stats for him. I got so many windows open. Oh, yeah. No, I'm the same way. I got a window um, for everything. Nikola Merrick is their um, leading scorer at 12.8 points a game. Isaiah Palmero, Palomero is 12.3 points a game. Mm-hmm. D'Antoni Gordon, Gordon, 10.4 points a game. Jovan Stulik, 10.1 points a game. Um, I'm guessing Merrick is their big guy inside. There's no really notes to really come out and see any notes for this game or I'd be able to. yeah I mean you know you're just uh, taking a look here you know you got the, the Paul Merrill he's you know not the biggest guy 6'5 185 pounds you know uh, playing guard out there so you know you, you, you'll see, you'll see what he can do you know and uh, like you said the other the other fellow at Merrick is, is uh, you know kind of the bigger guy 6'7 like 195 something like that so he you know playing down low all those kind of things, you know. And Dante Gordon, he's probably their biggest guy at six seven, uh, two hundred ten pounds. So, you know, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what we get. Well, they got a lot of transfers, you know, which is interesting. You know, they pull a lot of transfer guys in from junior colleges. It looks like. Yeah, they average seventy two point eight points a game. Give up about seventy. Um, 
three they're not a great three point shooting team, even lower than us at twenty nine percent. Um free throw percentage pretty good, seventy two percent. They do out rebound their opponents plus two. Um uh, turnovers they they're a little bit better, so they're pretty good handling the basketball. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so I mean that'll be a that'll be an interesting game to to see, but you know, I don't know. I'm excited to see those players. I'm good. I'm glad they're going to be able to come in and play, you know, have a good game or whatnot. Let's see what we find out about Charlotte. Alright, so what do we got? We got this uh, Clyde Tripp. Looks like he's a guard. 6'4", 200 pounds. I guess he's coming out. Yeah, of- he's a senior guard. 12.2 points a game. 6.8 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy, Jameer Young. He's averaging 20.4 points a game. 6.4 rebounds. 4.6 assists. So they, they're kind of led by those two guards and Young and Tripp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 6'1", 185 pounds. So, yeah, you know, he's kind guy. of the smaller of the two. Looks like you well, you got mm-hmm. Austin Butler playing down low, Bryce Williams. Austin Butler's, what, 6'5", 210, yeah. 6'7", 215. So, I mean, Williams really got the height, but it seems like Butler is probably more physical player. Yeah, well, that's a good assessment of him. Yeah, I don't know much about the Charlotte Fort. Um, yeah. Do we know anything about Perry Francesco, the forward, 6'8", 240 pounds, from Miami? Uh, mm-mm. Cool name. Yeah, you know, it is a cool name. I guess he was over at <laughs> Texas A&M Corporate Christie. And then... Uh, he got. He came over. So. <laughs> it doesn't ring a bell for me. I didn't watch him at Corpus Christi, Christi, either. You didn't watch any Corpus Christi? No, I, I like to. You know, just have, have I don't know. That, 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 that seems to be I've the been more in football mode, so it's hard for me to watch <laughs> Corpus Christi best. Oh, I keep I'm not, I'm not watching. I'm not watching it either. So. Uh, but anyway, I mean that's that that's that's kind of who they got. That's their guys. So, ah, okay, okay. Let's see here. So Oklahoma, I did watch a little bit of that uh, game against Florida the other night. It was on at the same time. Um, I do know their their head coach is Porter Moser. Who before Oklahoma? This is his first year at Oklahoma. Before that, he was at mm-hmm. made the Final Four run. Um, before that, he was ULR's head coach. Okay. Um, so he's got some pretty good head. He's a really good head coach. I was retired by Oklahoma. Um, got us. I'm trying to find out. Um, so they played what Northwestern State and beat them seventy-seven fifty-nine. 
UTSA beat them 96-44, man. Just put it on them, honestly. Uh, Eastern Carolina just barely beat them, 79-74. Went over and just uh, beat uh, Indiana State, 87-63. Beat uh, Utah State just barely. Or got beat by Utah State, I'm sorry. Just barely, 73-70. So they take their first loss there. Uh, go over to, oh, I don't even know how HBU is. Anyway, play HBU. Baptist, beat them 57 to 40. Houston Baptist, maybe. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, then, uh, go over and barely beat UCF. Man, a lot of close games. 62-65. Yeah. And they beat a number 14 ranked Florida. 74-67. So, I mean, good Lord. Well, they got one loss. Whew. I mean. Yeah, one loss. They're going to pay Butler before they play us. So, they could take a big loss there and come in. I mean, good Lord, Butler. That's a tough team. But they ain't even ranked this year, don't look like. Which yeah, is crazy. Yet. Then coming in to play number 10, Arkansas. I hope they beat Butler. We need a good top, a non-conference win or a non-conference Schedules not up to par, Coach Muss. Um, next year, I know it amps up a little bit with the Maui Invitational, pretty good tournament. But you know, I'm really jealous of some of these teams that play that plays half at least half their non-conference schedule. Big time teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope we start to do that because I'm getting tired of playing these UCA's, Little Rocks, just uh, Hofstra's, just back to back to back to back to. Just a small complaint. I'm a fan. I'm just. I want to see us play some more big games. I appreciate that since back to the ends. We're just not taking much. You know what I mean? The intensity mm-hmm. is not there. Um, Oklahoma, just kind of kind of looking at that most recent game. Um, Jalen Hill, he's got the best plus minus on there. He's 18 points, um, four rebounds. He makes six out of seven free throws, six out of eight um, field goals. Let's see, he's 6'6", 218, junior from Las Vegas. Uh, Tanner Groves, uh, one of their other stars, 8 for 11, 2 for 3. Uh, leads lead that team in that game with 8 rebounds and 20 points. And uh, Tanner Groves, 6'10". Yeah, big bearded guy, 6'10". Uh, Plays senior. down low. Big down low yeah, guy. Yeah, for oh, sure. They kind of yeah, keep him. Big... You don't see him very many other places, so. Yeah, he does. I mean, two out of three from three, so a lot better than our big men trying to shoot the ball. Um, Man, from Spokane, Washington. <laughs> Transfer from Easter Washington. I guess they got two brothers. They don't. Yeah, they do kind of look like. I don't. I guess Jake Gross plays too, but uh, this is the better of the brothers. <laughs> um, and then I don't know that connection. That's weird. And then Jordan Goldwater, starter. Um, let's see here. Uh, 6'3", guard, 194, redshirt senior. So you're looking at a lot of these uh, juniors and seniors in that starting lineup, mm-hmm. what I'm kind of seeing. Emoja, uh, Gibson, uh, he tra- and uh, Goldwater transferred from Duke. Emoja uh, Gibson, he is a senior, um, transferred from North Texas. So they're kind of piecing these guys. Seniors, though, they're getting a lot of these grad experience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with only one loss, not bad. You know, he, he takes them. Against uh, Florida, you know they're only four out of fourteen from three, so they take even less. They're going to be a physical matchup for us. Uh, they out rebound Florida. 
Uh, a lot of outscoring in the paint. Uh, fast breaks, not a whole lot of points from that. Uh, not a whole lot of second chance points either looking at this Texas. And then let's round out there, start who is uh, 6'3", 194, senior, transfer from Cal State North. So besides Jalen Hill, they've got they've, they've brought in a lot of grad transfer, really kind of important Rose's first year. Mm-hmm. Then these other guys the, off the bench don't really play a whole lot. So that starting five is what you're going to see a lot uh, next Saturday against Oklahoma. Definitely a beatable team, but definitely going to be a uh, definitely. They're going to bring it physical, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a physical matchup, and it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a tough game. I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to say. It's definitely yeah. a team we can beat. Definitely going to be a, a hard fought game. Uh, it's not something mm-hmm. we're just going to go in there and, and roll over like the other two games uh, prior to that. So you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We need more of those games. That's what we need because SEC, that's going to be our last major test till SEC starts the end of this month. So it's going to be a big, and it's a it's a neutral site game um, at their BOK Center. So that's really cool, uh, really cool kind of neutral site game. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half, you know, kind of in between Norman and Fayetteville. So it's, it's really cool. I'm glad they, uh, they're doing that. Yeah, no, I like that. I think that's really cool. And then after this game, you get to the Little Rock, North Little Rock game. So anybody that's going to the North Little Rock game, you know, just know we're going to be, you know, playing Hofstra down there. And you can go check them out. Um, I get, what is that? It's called Simmons Bank Arena now. That's the. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. They've changed that so many times. They just can't yeah. keep the I'll same name. Verizon. Yeah. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Oof. I remember it was all tell Verizon and used to have like yeah. Big O playing in there and stuff on that yeah. uh, semi-pro team. Y'all don't know yeah, nothing about that, though. No, yeah. Yeah. Rim Rocker, yeah. Then you play Elon, and then you're in SEC, Yeah, you know, play after that. So we get two more tune-up games, and, you know, you got Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, you know, A&M, Missouri. I mean, you're, you're in the thick of it, right? Yeah. Good Lord, you know. We got to play Kentucky is- until, like, the – third to last game so we ought to be rolling by then but once you get an sec play you gotta be ready you know you gotta be ready to yeah you got some tough teams ahead of you like we saw the other night probably one of the least least amount of wins mm-hmm. in non-conference play so far with georgia and then they beat a top memphis a couple of nights ago so it's um sec basketball's tough they're gonna it's it's a tough Tough every night. I'm, I'm looking at this Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, A and M, where you go out at LSU. I'm like, we can go four and zero, but those teams are going to bring it. Some of these like the road games and SEC basketball. I love it though. We get two wins. Uh, I'm, uh, football. I'm glad we got that football. You know, in kind of in between to get us, and then we get to jump right back. Then we get to jump into conference ba- uh, conference basketball. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like football is just like, damn, we don't have nothing till next. September. No, we got good conference basketball to talk about right after that bowl game. So that's what I'm really excited about. And then we got um, within the big SEC Big 12 matchup kind of in between sandwiched in there. But yeah, only five games left of, uh, until Mississippi State. 
two games after that Oklahoma tune-up. So, it's going to happen. Well, I mean, I guess we should pick these games, man. We got three games Let's to do pick it. now. Let's do it. Let's go Arkansas UALR. What do you think? 103 to 52. Okay. Arkansas. I like it. I'm going to go Arkansas 84, UALR uh, 57. Arkansas, Charlotte. 110. Okay. To 42. Ooh, I like it. Arkansas. I'll go, I'll go 89 to 63 there. Arkansas, Oklahoma. Well, let's go uh, 72 to 63, Arkansas. Okay. I'll go Arkansas, 74. Oklahoma, 65. Nice. Crazy picks right there, man. I hope we blow them out, though. I would like to blow them out and then just get a close. Just two big blowouts and then a close win with Oklahoma, and I'm fine with that, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Any show who's ball. Have we lost a game yet? Uh, we haven't. We're we're seven and zero. What I mean? What if we went undefeated? What if we didn't lose oh, a game? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it, look where we're at right now. I mean, it's a possibility. We could just not lose a game this year and win a championship. How nice would that be? That'd be crazy. Nobody's shown they can and beat us. Then you got the number one team in the nation, the Arkansas Razorbacks, who won a championship, who has the number one recruiting class coming in the next year, coming back for a repeat national championship repeat. number two. Could you have a Kentucky situation where like the coach just keeps just Rolling them in, rolling them in, you know, reloading. Just have a Nick Saban type situation in basketball over here at the University of Arkansas. Just always getting the top recruits, number one recruiting class from here on out. Just every year winning. That's, that's probably not? too much to ask for, but I hope it happens. Why not us? Why not now? Why not in the future? Who's stopping us? That's right. Who's stopping us and why'd they do it? I'm going to break their thumbs. They're not going to stop us. Who's going to be the first team to beat us? I don't know. I hope it's not for a long time or ever. Maybe we don't ever lose in the history of the program again. I mean, I hope not. Maybe we don't ever lose another game in any sport. What about that? Would that be fun, though? Like, how long would that go on for? Yeah, it'd be nerve-wracking every game to keep up. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> nerve wracking just like is this going to be the night like we lose in volleyball is this going to be the night we lose are we going to lose to in football today well, I mean we've won a thousand and three games straight everything <laughs> everything we got championships and everything several of them several of them. every sport we are the best in tennis golf soccer <laughs> Baseball, softball, water polo, diving. Water polo. Just adding sports. like just All those running sports. sports. Hockey. Hockey's the win. Hockey's playing at the, uh, at the uh, old arenas over there and stuff. <laughs> just because they've won so much. <laughs> Finally, your check's like, all right, now we'll bring it on. Your check, like we have a big, a big ceremony where your check brings in the, <laughs> the hockey team. Oh. I don't know, man. <sighs> well, they want to say congratulations to the big wiener bandits. For winning the Hog Call Podcast, College Football Fantasy League. <laughs> Next year, don't embarrass us with your name, Big Wiener Bandits. Look, you won. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I like the name. You won. You got the T-shirt. You've been there. You've done that. So. Look, he talked smack too earlier in the year. He's like, oh. and he did. Like a really good, a 206 to 170 high scoring affair. Um, you know, he had Missouri's kicker. Kind of weird, but whatever. Um, really had some big, big time games from some of his guys. Just racked it up. So congratulations. He got you a t-shirt. But I'm coming for it next year. And keep an eye on social media because he's going to have to, you know, send a photo in of him in that T-shirt. Oh, for sure. So that'll be that'll be coming. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, look, you won, you won the prize. You played the game. How fun is that? And it could be you. It could be you next year, winning the Hog Call Fantasy League, getting the T-shirt. Could be you. Getting talked about weekly. 11 o'clock in the morning. You're, you're having your coffee. 11 o'clock in the morning. You're listening to how you win that, that week. Shit, I forgot week. to set my fantasy lineup. <laughs> that's me. That, that you, that's, that's an impression. I've got a receiver that plays at 6 p.m. on a Friday night. Yeah, it's college football. Sorry, man. The ACC weird, man. You're going to get a Wake Forest, North Carolina, on a Friday night. Ah. <laughs> uh. Got to be prepared. Well, anyway, that's exciting news. Big Wiener <laughs> Bandits. What a name. What a name. <laughs> Big Wiener Bandits. <sighs> I guess that's about it. I don't have anything more to add to this podcast after that. No, we, we, we rocked and rolled them. Good to be back. Hope everybody had good Thanksgiving. 
I hope we help make your night. I hope it's 10 a.m. 10 oh, well, this is probably, probably, probably approaching about noon now. Mm-hmm. Probably about to watch some championship, conference championship games. Mm-hmm. Make a couple hours to the Arkansas Litterock game. A couple beers in. Or have you not started it? Maybe you're just into the coffee. Maybe you poured a little bit of Evan Williams in there. Got a little splash. Thinking about the whole day ahead. Whole day of college football. Don't think about how it's almost over. Didn't happen. Think about how there's 50 bowl games and we're going to enjoy every last one of them. Think about how soon we're going to have Monday and Tuesday afternoon bowl games in December. Fishing. Whether it's fishing, oh, trout fishing. You can listen to these games. You can listen to Toledo and and um, Lafayette, maybe. I don't know. Whoever's going to play. In the Gasparilla Bowl. Football. I tell you what. The thing about it is. Football. Makes the world go around. And I wouldn't say that. It's a religion in the south. It's a way of life. Well. I don't know. Probably more of a religion. (laughs) more of a cult I had to pick one so, yeah it's definitely a cult man everybody grab your damn Kool-Aid Woo Pig Suey go hogs <laughs>